Welcome to another episode of Found Missing. I'm your host, Michelle Daniel, and I'm thrilled you are on this journey with me. Whether you're a longtime listener or joining us for the first time, I'm grateful to have you here. In this episode, I will clarify my belief, as well as the law, that after 23 years, this case should be reclassified as a homicide instead of a missing person. So grab your pen and paper, find a comfortable spot, and let's solve this case together. Before I start, I want to state that Tova has been missing for 23 years, not 24 as I previously stated. I first discovered Tova was missing around 2004. I was on this social media high and wanted to connect with everyone that I knew. I remember typing my classmates into the search engine, but when I got to Tova, I found a missing person article. Looking back, it is apparent that I did not think Tova was gone, but at the time, I just knew that eventually she would return home. Well, at least that is what I felt. As I checked on her case over the years, it seemed surreal, and I became more confused about why there wasn't any progress. While commuting to work in 2018, I came across a podcast entitled Up and Vanish. It was about a filmmaker named Payne Lindsay who was trying to solve a cold case, and guess what? He did. In brief, I'm a filmmaker and have been for 15 years, and Payne's story really inspired me. I remember saying, I'm going to do a podcast to find Tova. Now, I attempted to start this podcast and work on Tova's case in 2020, however, life and the pandemic happened. But this year was just a little different. While searching for some baby pictures of myself, I found some old high school pictures. As I was reminiscing on all of the memories, this picture of Tova and I just popped out and fell on the floor. It felt like Tova was saying, hit the ground running. I hung that picture above my desk and I said this attempt would definitely differ from the previous one. As I started again, I immediately remembered why I had stopped last time. The mystery around Tova's case is very unclear. It's like driving down a dead end road. Instead of me getting frustrated this time, I've decided to change up my approach. I've decided to apply pressure, be more aggressive, and involve the media and public. It is my belief that someone knows something the East Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office can't give me any information about the case. But what I find more interesting is that the family isn't actively looking for her at all. My only hope of keeping Tova's name alive is to bring out what happened to her through this podcast. Without further delay, let's start ruffling some feathers. And I promise you that you will see how clear it is that this is not a missing persons case, but a homicide. There's no question this isn't a case of a missing person, especially after 23 years of passing. I want to state that my goal is for East Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office to change Tova's case from missing to a homicide. Earlier this week, thanks to Whitney Thomas, I landed a broadcast on Fox 44 News regarding Tova's case. 
Here's a clip from that interview. Well, this month marks 23 years since Tova Barnett disappeared here in Baton Rouge. Now one woman is using her platform to advocate for families who've suffered the same experience. Fox 44's Whitney Thomas reports. She was just such a sweet girl and she was my friend and she definitely has made the type of impact for me to be doing this story and to be looking for her. 19 year old Tova Barnett went missing on December 2nd, 2000. Her disappearance was reported to the East Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Office on December 16th. Despite the long absence, Michelle Danielle refuses to let her name die. I remember reading our, her yearbook message to me the other day and she said at the bottom, don't forget about your girl. And I don't know why that just sticks with me. And it just makes me feel like it is about this moment. According to LSU's repository for unidentified and missing people, there are over 500 open missing person cases in Louisiana alone. The state is ranked number 16 and only few cases have been solved. Burnett's missing has brought pain to many but also a purpose for Danielle. I decided to start a podcast called Foul Missing, and one of the cases that I wanted to solve first was Tova. Her case is still classified as a missing person, so now I'm trying to push for it to be moved over to homicide. Danielle has been working closely with deputies to get Barnett's case reopened and investigated. A lie can never keep up with the truth, and so, you know, although we have not found a body, unfortunately, um, the goal now is just to find a motive and to find out what could have possibly happened to her. Danielle says she'll continue to keep Burnett's name alive, and she's hoping to give others with the same experience the strength to keep searching. Whitney Thomas, Fox 44 News. After this interview, I had a chance to really sit with myself, and I was honestly just trying to understand why Tova Case was still a missing person. And after going back and forth, I decided to text John Doe and let him know about some updates on the case. I also wanted to inquire about this girlfriend because I believe she will make or break the case. I wanted to know if the girlfriend's name had jogged his memory, but John Doe does not remember her name or how she looks, nor has the police released the name. Did Tova family and friends approve of her having a girlfriend? Like, in all honesty, who is she? Did she act alone if she does have something to do with Tova's disappearance? My mind can just ramble on and on. But instead, I just decided to inform John Doe about the case. I told him that I was just honestly surprised that it was still listed as a missing person. Here is the exchange between John Doe and I. John stated... I wouldn't be surprised because no evidence or body. And it is his belief that in order to change Tova's case to a homicide, you need a body. My response, but it's about to be moved to a homicide case, comes from a place of confidence mixed with my conversation with the detective who is leading the case. So I just want to know, like, what is my follow up process with you and how long does that usually take? After John Doe and I text exchange, it hit me that many people may think like John Doe does. 
However, let's start with what the law is and not make any assumptions. According to the FBI Training Division's Law Enforcement Bulletin, about 70% of all reported missing persons are found or voluntarily returned within 48 to 72 hours. Not all individuals indicated as missing are victims of kidnapping, murder, or some other criminal act. However, each account represents the concerns of someone reporting a person who has disappeared. There are many reasons why people become missing. Disappearing voluntarily is actually quite common. Some of those reasons are mental illness, depression, substance abuse, abusive relationships. And due to the high number of missing persons report assigned to criminal investigators and the vast quantity of cases resolving themselves, investigators tend to wait and see or prioritize a case lower than an identified crime. I mean, walking away and ignoring your family and friends is just not a criminal act. But is this Tova's story? Just recently, the Ross Township Police Department had investigated the disappearance of Patricia, a missing persons case for more than 30 years, until she was discovered living in a care home in Puerto Rico. My experience starting this podcast has taught me that all possibilities must be considered. But what happens when one outweighs the other? A case such as a missing person suggests that Tova may have decided to leave one day, but can that be proved? No proof exists that she did, and every possibility points to foul play. I would hope that she is still alive and that we could find her, but the chances are slim as time passes. It is believed that Tova is actually dead. And I've even asked the question directly to someone. Hey, do you believe Tova is alive? And their response was no. But the only reason someone would dismiss the chances of her being alive is because they are confident that she is dead. Now, when you Google Tova's name, most results are missing person articles. However, the advocate.com site has an obituary from Tova's stepfather. And something really stands out to me. What I found interesting was that Tova Barnett was preceded by her stepfather. Now, according to Wikipedia, a presumption of death occurs when a person is believed to be dead despite the absence of direct proof, such as finding remains. And individual states declare missing people legally dead falls under the jurisdiction of that individual state. Now, according to Louisiana's declaration, one who has been an absent person for five years is presumed to be dead. I mean, people presume someone is dead for a variety of reasons, ranging from factual evidence to emotional or circumstantial factors. Presuming someone dead is not necessarily a sign that they are dead, however, in the United States, four things must happen for a court to declare a missing person deceased. One, the person has been missing without explanation or communication for a continuous period of time, depending on the person's state. Two, there must be no reasonable explanation for the disappearance. Example, a fugitive from the law would meet this criteria. Three, there must be a total absence of communication from the missing person during these years. And four, 
a diligent search for the missing person needs to have been conducted. Now, the diligent search part is very interesting. And there is no evidence that can prove or deny that Tova's family actually pursued a search. But let's just dig a little deeper. Because as of December 6, 2023, the family hasn't even called to inquire about Tova's case in years. And there is certainly no evidence that the family is looking for her online. When someone is missing and presumed dead in Louisiana, obtaining a death certificate can be challenging. I cannot confirm that Tova has a death certificate because this information is not available to the public. But let's go over what it will take to actually obtain a death certificate. Tova's family must submit a petition to the court detailing the diligent search, the circumstances surrounding her disappearance, and other relevant facts. Now with court hearings and possibly ditching out some cash for legal assistance, it appears that more effort was put into letting the world know that she was dead than looking for her. A family member shared a post from 2017 that I found and the caption reads, gone but not forgotten. Well, it certainly feels that way because if Tova's death certificate doesn't exist, why pronounce her dead on an obituary that you are in control of? It appears that this family was quick to announce her death, but slow to report her missing since it took 14 days to actually report her missing. My research shows that minimum to no search has been done to locate Tova. Where are the postings? And why aren't the relatives demanding that the sheriff's office take action? She is not only believed to be deceased by her family, but by others as well. According to my resource, who was close to the East Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Office, stated that they know Tova was murdered, but it's clear that this department knows more. It was stated that her girlfriend at the time was a suspect, but was hemmed up on other charges, and that they tried to nail her on the keyword, murder. Now, if this person is as credible as they claim to be, and I would like to believe that they are, because they were in direct contact with the sheriff's office during Tova's disappearance. So why does the sheriff's office still have Tova as missing rather than a homicide? So now I'm just curious as into who the detective was who tried to nail Tova's girlfriend for murder, but never moved this case to a homicide. The law states, that when facts and circumstances indicate a strong possibility of foul play or disappearance occurs due to criminal action, investigators should consider the missing person case as a potential homicide. So the question is, who was this detective that was handling Tova's case during the time of her disappearance? And was the East Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office covering up something or should I say someone? As stated before, my goal is to get answers regarding Tova's disappearance. Listen to this clip from a recent conversation that I was able to have with the psychic medium. One minute remaining. Okay, so I picked up there's some energy. I picked up on two men, maybe two or three different men. And I feel like something violent happened, like some type of fight. What else, Eric? Yeah, 
Okay. So, um, it, it feels it feels like she went through some type of breakdown. I see some men. I see it was possibly like some type of argument here. Um, I feel like she had some type of mental collapse or mental breakdown. Have you ever known her to be on any type of substances? Now, despite my beliefs about psychic mediums, I mean, it is that gut feeling that we all feel. And the evidence is right before us. There is no doubt that homicide is at the heart of this case, no matter what you think or what you feel. The evidence is just there. I believe that this is a homicide. And to be real honest with you, I'm not concerned about not having a body or a weapon, which may, for all we know, be in the Mississippi River. The goal is to find out what happened to Tova. It is to interview witnesses again, review that timeline, and to see who this girlfriend is and if Tova Carr was really found at the mall. Getting a set of fresh eyes on this case is critical. And to clarify, a body or a weapon is not required to prosecute. So I end this episode with a question to East Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office. Why is Tova Case still listed as a missing person 23 years later? And why has it not moved over to a homicide? The ball is officially in your court and we are expecting that you do your job. Contact the East Baton Rouge Police Department if you know Tova or have any information about her case. You can also email me at foundmissingtv at gmail.com. I hope you have enjoyed another episode of Found Missing. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok as evidence related to her case will be available to the public as I search for it. I'm out. So